They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Matt Madness Unsanctioned. My name is Ron Pashery, columnist for TJRWrestling.net. I'm here once again with friends of the show, Joe Lafferty and Paul Carboni. Welcome back. I hope you guys enjoyed yourselves the last time. A little bit. A little bit. How about you, Joe? It was great. (laughs) Good. Sorry. Yeah, hopefully anybody out there enjoyed listening to us for the first time. I'm glad to have you guys back. It was a long time in the making getting you guys here. It's glad to have, good to have you back for the second time. Um, so, I have one thing I want to mention. You mentioned something the last time we were here that we didn't really touch on that I feel like I've been talking about a lot recently, and I don't think you're going to like it. Me? Yes. Actually, before we get started, <laughs> there is something I'd like to point out now that I'm looking at the two of you. First, I'd like to introduce one of the greatest t-shirts I've ever seen over there. The I'm Too Sexy... For this crowd, you gotta be a real t-shirt. fan. I got this joke. Based, a real fan. Should I tell them what it's based on? Do you want to tell them? No, you can tell them. Based on the WrestleMania 8 entrance coat from HBK, Shawn Michaels. He walked out like this. A beautiful promotion for BeneathTheMat.com. And then I'd like to also introduce Joey Last the, shirt over here, which that's one of the greatest t-shirts I've ever seen. But Ron, Ron, the it greatest. Hails in comparison. <laughs> I mean, stand up, stand up. <laughs> That is Delco's finest. <laughs> the Mount Rushmore of cats with the fireworks could possibly be on the 4th of July. Uh, I would have been remiss to not mention those two shots <laughs> right off the bat. Uh, but back to what I think you're not going to like. You might because you brought it up. The Miz. Wow. Intercontinental champion on SmackDown for whatever it was, 180-something days, half of the year. Just lost it to Dolph Ziggler at No Mercy in... A great match, maybe arguably the best match the Miz has ever been in. Uh, I thought that was an awesome match. Great storyline from both guys, and I'm not the biggest Ziggler guy because he's gotten very boring over the last few years as a babyface. The Miz to me is a true heel in that smart fans who usually will like a heel for being good at being a heel will will hate the guy. And then he gets like legitimate heat, legitimately booed, legitimately reviled by the fans in the crowd. You hate the miss. Well, I'll I'll go first. Okay. You will? Uh, <laughs> I don't like his in-ring work. Right. Which is understandable. And I always go back to his main event with Cena at Mania. Paul always said to me one of the one of the reasons when he talks about Triple H being as good as he was that he was the only heel that brought a title into Mania and then left Miz was the second there's a spot in that match I think Cena was going for a shoulder block or Miz was supposed to do it was a botched move a botched spot and when I look at that that should not have been the main event at WrestleMania. I am not as big of a CM Punk mark as you would think. Mm-hmm. CM Punk should have been in the main event with Cena that year. Um, and and that was all in that three-year span. It was all about Cena and The Rock. It, it, it all Going back to the infamous Pike Bomb right. that I spoke about in, in our previous episode, I never liked his in-ring work. I will be happy to admit that the last two matches with Ziggler have been wonderful. They really have been great. The pacing that you've talked about in, in our previous show, I enjoyed the pacing, the psychology. It's to whom to attribute it more, Ziggler or Miz? I don't know. But I, I will tell you, it probably doesn't hurt that they're friends. Right. And I could see that they enjoyed working with each other. Sure. They've done it a, a million times. But those last two matches on the pay-per-views have been very, very, very good and much better than Ziggler and Ambrose, his, mm-hmm. his last feud. Yeah. So I will give him credit. This, this run has been good. Um, but let's not forget the snooze fest with, <laughs> with Apollo. Oh, jeez. Okay. Right. And didn't we yeah. call him Apollo Creed before yeah. on, on yep. this show? Mm-hmm. I, I still hope on... <laughs> 
Rocky Four, he doesn't die every time I watch that show. <laughs> That's not Miz's fault. The Apollo Cruz match. And I like him. He's all right, Apollo Cruz, but he's shown me nothing. Back to the Miz. Um, this has been when I tell you this has been a subject of conversation between my best friend and myself. Is Literally, this the guy who stopped watching Raw. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's an encyclopedia of wrestling. <laughs> okay. Um, when I tell you this has been a topic of conversation for at least the past four or five years, I'm not exaggerating. Every time I see him, the run-up to Miz's title win in 2010 was fantastic. <laughs> it was awesome. It was pure WWE marketing. You could see it coming a mile away. The fans hated him. The the smarts loved him. I went to the Raw the week after he won. He faced Lawler in a title match, in a ladder match in Philadelphia. And the crowd was electric. I don't think that he should have been in the main event at WrestleMania. Incidentally, I got married that year, and my buddy... <laughs> who should have been putting all his money towards me, flew down and saw it. And he said that that WrestleMania, he said the crowd was awesome. He said the, you know, the intro video. And he loved it. He had no problem with Miz main eventing. I see your point. The intro, his intro video. That video. And, and the bubbles and the stuff with MTV <laughs> is great. I don't like his in-ring work. Let, but, but let me tell you this. That was not as apparent five and six years ago on his way up and at the top. The Miz is a product, is a victim, I should say, of WWE wishy-washy booking. He took all the time off for the movies. He did this, that, and the other thing. I know he came back after one of the movies. It was like his first match back. Somebody did a plancha. I want to say it was R-Truth. And Miz missed him, dropped him. And I know there's a ton of heat on him. Like, the guy, I think, Truth, I think he was all right. And that one... You know what? It was like Billy Gunn all over again because <laughs> Billy Gunn got a bad reputation <laughs> 10 years ago for dropping Chris Benoit coming back after shoulder surgery and it like followed him. I think that Miz got caught in the middle, that ultra big mid card that WWE has mm -hmm. that I've talked about. I don't think he can be blamed. I think he's tried really, really hard to get out of it. Um, and oh my goodness, Ron, as I say this, I spoke to you before last show. I actually remember what I wanted to talk about. Okay. But um, he is, we talk about that brass ring and that people wanted to grab and Stone Cold's always calling the younger people out and we all know that it's fictitious. Miz has actually tried to do stuff and he just got stuck. I think he was great for the belt. I think the belt was great for him. Um... I see your point, but I think that the maligning of him is a bit misplaced. Now, my buddy again, who traveled down, he will go as far as to say that Miz is in his top five of all time. Wow. I've never heard anybody and this go that is far. A very educated, I mean, Aaron, none of the Jabrons you've had on this show can hold a candle to <laughs> this guy. I'm going to put that out there. This guy knows his stuff. And I, I've said to him, really, that's a high ranking. Like, talk about Rushmore's. Yeah. And he just thinks that Miz has it. I. Say what you will. I, I've been in that boat. Miz ebbs and flows. I think right now he's 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 flowing. I think he's doing well. Um, but I think when you catch him in a bad spot, I think the reintroduction of Maurice. I'm not wonderful. I'm wonderful. not kicking her out of bed for eating crackers. That's for sure. But yeah, it adds to the image. Yes. I think he's got a natural heel heat. Um, you know, I remember they called him Frog Face with all these years back. I think he's fine. Um, do you think that he's? A worthy champion? And not in the vein of our classic intercontinental title holders, but do yeah. you think he's a worthy champion? Do you think he's good with the belt, for which, the belt? Which belt? The IC. Yes. Do you think that he was a viable world champion when he had the belt five and six years ago? I'm not talking 2016 Miz. No. Totally disagree with you. <laughs> I think he made for great TV. I think, Ron, you asked last time, who do we like to watch? 2010, 2011 Miz... I was hooked. I was watching. And I think a lot of people were. That's why they put the belt on them. It's one of the so, few times they listen to fans. I'm glad that you said that because I had a hiatus in my WWE fandom where I just stopped. That was during it. What did you love so much about The Miz in his championship? It was run? new. It was real. It was fresh. It was that modern-day Nature Boy image. You like seeing the guys with the flashy attire. Um, he reinvented his look. Um, it was, uh, I, I think everything worked. The Miz, who was used to wear you know, the fedora and the hat and the gloves and would come out and do the thing on the entrance, yeah. drove me crazy. <laughs> but they were growing pains. He was learning. Um, oddly, he and uh, John Morrison really got over as that tag team. I liked them both, but not as a tag team. He, he won me over, and I am a tough crowd to win over. He's lost me. 
and he's won me back. Yeah. So I, I I don't know. Again, I see validity to your point, but I don't see how you can't not have liked his initial world title run. And it is crazy how far he drops. And again, I don't blame him. I blame WWE booking and marketing. Some of those matches that he had during that title run with Ron Killings on his team. Ron Killings, you're going to book me in a match against Ron Killings? <laughs> and that and that was a very low buy rate for that Survivor Series, even with the Rock. You're right. But some of those matches were better than the Mania main event. He was in the spotlight, and I didn't like that match. Okay, you're, but, but granted, you're a move guy. You're one of those dudes. Was it because of the story leading up, the story in the match, or like the lack of moves in the match? Because him and Cena, yes. it's not, it's not going to be Malenko Guerrero. Right. Is that why you didn't like it? We talked about on our last show how much all three of us liked the, the Cena Open. Right. And what Cena did with younger performers. The matches that he put on, and, and the matches that he continues to put on. I've tried to go back to watch the Miz match like this, like this, like this. And I don't. I I I can see that. I, I can honestly see that. I don't think it was a great main event event. Again, my 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 good friend would probably disagree. Yeah. Well, he's in his He's biased. Life. He's biased. Um, but again, and this is another topic for a different day. When you experience something live, it totally colors your perception of that match. You've talked about that on your and, show. I definitely. And again, ECW Arena. I mean, there's 1,200 people there. 2,300. <laughs> don't even. <laughs> You know, I've yelled at the car radio when he's called it that. It is the ECW arena. If you're a wrestling fan, you call it the 2300 arena. I know exactly when you started following. You probably wear flannel. You probably wear caps, blue ribbon. You wear a fedora and you have a beard. You are a hipster wrestling fan and you are fake. It's the ECW arena. Swanson and Rettner. But what's it known for? It's known for the atmosphere, right? And I think that that maybe colored his perception. I don't know. I remember sitting at home thinking like, this is in the main event at WrestleMania, and I get it. But he was a viable world champion. Maybe they should have not uh, had him in the last match at Mania. I, I don't know. I can see both points. But right now, I think he's firing on all cylinders, and good for him. Yeah, like I, because I can remember talking about Ziggler and feeling like that whole "I'm going to try real hard" and oh, I came up short again. I'm in a slump. It's just boring. Like, there's I, nothing interesting. About I'm it. over Dolph. They um, have, they've done him in. Yeah. They have, and I, that's where I was. Like, I don't need to see nope. him, whatever. But I looked forward to those two matches sure. between those two guys, and I think a lot of the credit goes to Miz for he actually made you feel sympathy for a guy sure. who I was kind of done feeling sympathy for. Ron, incidentally, if you do want to go back to fill in mm-hmm. that gap in your fandom, when the Miz was champion, he wore the best clothes. <laughs> and my buddy, who runs this website, yeah. interviewed him, and at my behest, asked him, where do you get your clothes? These great <laughs> he was coming out with these crazy obnoxious suits that were so bad they were good in wrestling parlance. Kind of like a shirt. Yeah. And, I mean, he carried himself like a champion. I mean, he was wearing suits with hoodies, which I know, you know makes your blood run cold. But, I mean, it was a little thing. I, I don't know. He won me over it. We'll see where he goes. He's an anomaly. Now, did he win you over prior to winning the championship, or it was during his It was that run. run. You could smell it happening. He was getting over. It was very slow and pronounced, and the WWE let it happen naturally. He wasn't forced on our throats. It wasn't like a Roman Reigns situation. And I think it's because he was such a, uh, a despised heel. I think that was different, too. But I remember being, I mean, I was sitting second row when he fought Lawler in that ladder match, and there was great heat in the building. It was really good. I was, and Jerry Lawler. I mean, the guy hasn't had a good match since the seventies. I mean, <laughs> I know people disagree with me. I'm, I'm being facetious, but it was a really good pro wrestling style match. There were no crazy moves. It was, you know, drop the arm two times, and the slow climb up the ladder. It was all the stuff that we've come to know and love, and yes. it worked. So. You're in on the Miz right now, currently where we stand. Asking six months. Yeah, you are. You can get behind the character. It's more so what he's doing in the ring than what he's right. doing. And the last two matches have been great. And the other thing that I think is important is he he left the Intercontinental Championship in a better position than when he won it. Like he brought it to he a elevated level. absolutely. I think. It's that image thing. It's, maybe Maurice did it. Let's give and, it a Yeah, and the fact that Ziggler put his career on the line for that title, which makes that mean even more. Uh, now, now, wait a minute. 
Mm-hmm. They weren't going to pay off that stipulation. Let's just be honest. They were, to WWE's credit, they actually sent out advertising to TV and said that they were going to do a tribute to Ziggler's career and things like that, which I thought was phenomenal in mm-hmm. retrospect. They weren't paying that stipulation off. They would have had him come back as a janitor or <laughs> some kind of angle. It, you know, I did tune in, though, to see how they were going to pay it off or huh? pull the rug out from under us. So maybe they won. <laughs> they may after have. After all. Now, you mentioned how organic it was that The Miz got over in this run. And I think we talked about Cena. We haven't talked about Roman Reigns. I think one of the things that people resent Cena or Roman Reigns for is the idea that it's not organic, that they're forcing it, which in some cases is true. Do you think they're allowing enough things to happen organically in WWE these days? Or do you think everything they're doing is like, we, we see this happening and this is what we're going to do? I almost went into a Vince voice there. I tried to avoid it's, it. it. It's everything Vince wants. He he has the final say. Um, <laughs> the, the organic piece, I go back to Daniel Bryan. They booked the Royal Rumble in my opinion, incorrectly. And then the outcry by us mm-hmm. won him the title. Yeah. Batista was supposed to win the belt. <laughs> he was in a James Bond movie, Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. Vince and Paul wanted to have their friend with the title. What is this Paul stuff? <laughs> is, is he in your cell phone as Paul? Do you know how maddening that is? Call him Paul to his face. I dare you. Paul. Would you have called him Paul if we met up with him at the Hilton after NXT? No. <laughs> he would have asked for an autograph. <laughs> I might not like him, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> Ron. Yes. It's a dumb question. You know that. You know it the is. answer to it. They, they're so scripted and homogenized and da 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 no, this is a this is a company that is going to for the third year in a row force reigns down our throats for the main event at WrestleMania. I, I it's almost become a spectacle in that you put your wrestling fandom aside so you can kind of be like, hmm, let's watch the cluster that's yeah. going to ensue. <laughs> I disagree with that. It's a shame to be wrong, but go ahead. <laughs> the main event this year at WrestleMania is going to be Brock Lesnar against The Rock. You feel confident about that? Yes. I'll bet your mortgage payment that doesn't happen. <laughs> nope. <laughs> right. Well, on, on the subject of Roman Reigns, I was, a year ago, I guess, kind of soured on Reigns. Um, over the course of the last probably six to seven months, I've kind of come around on them. There's stuff they do with them that I don't like. Because they've simmered down? They've simmered down, for one. They have. He's not doing as much of the silly, jokey stuff as he was doing before, where he's trying to be the funny guy. Trying to be Cena. They were booking him in the vein right. of Cena. Which did, did not work for him. That's right. not who he is. But also, he won me over with the idea that almost every pay-per-view match he was having was really good. Sure. And he was not getting the credit for it. He's still getting chance if you can't wrestle. And it's like, is he Sami Zayn? No. We talked he, about those fans. We... That makes no sense. Yeah. Now, I know you... Did you always like Reigns, or did you kind of veer away and then get steered back towards him? I've always liked him. I think his matches are good. I think the mistake that Vince made was breaking up the shield. Too soon. Way too soon. soon. Um, The the, the horsemen had different iterations, but the horsemen kept going. Um, People fought. People left. People came in. The, the, the Shield, and I think uh, one of your favorite topics is Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. They broke that up too soon. Uh, Aaron doesn't like Wyatt's in-ring work, but the the Wyatt's in the Shield, those some of those matches were very good. Yeah. And during that period, that's when all the fans, everybody out there, was <laughs> cheering for Reigns. Reigns was arguably their favorite, yep. who got the hot tag in those matches. I love his drive by drive by leg drop mm-hmm. that he does. Uh, he jumps over the ropes. A, a big guy like that. Do you yeah. like his shape up? His shape <laughs> up. 
It's yeah. beautiful. Roman, if ever you see this, if you're on national TV every week, <laughs> yo, get the fresh cut, brother. I know that you have a stylist backstage. You can't come over with like three or four days of growth. You're a national TV star. Drives me crazy. And Seth Rollins with the underneck hair, but I digress. So you like all you like all that about Roman Reigns, huh? How about is how about his ring attire? He looks like he's gonna go uh Enter a tenement house. That's, that's <laughs> one of the, the reasons. That's one of the reasons why people don't like Cena. Also, Roman Reigns, I think, needs an overhaul, a bit, and it doesn't need to be drastic. But something even as simple as wearing wrestling gear that we've come to see in our main eventers. He did that in NXT, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think he Pure did. Trunks. Yeah. Um, and I do remember the one time that he had his gear ripped off on Raw. It was readily apparent that he was covering up his. Midsection, uh, <laughs> and it's like, does he hide? So behind he was not it? as chiseled. No, as he would be led no, to he's a big Samoan. We don't expect him to be. I mean, the Rock, <laughs> the Rock is one in a million, but um, I think that he is a product of bad WWE marketing, almost like the Miz or branding. We'll say yeah. since that's their um, magic term. Uh, he can work. He can talk. It, he just needs to fit. You know, I've had this kind of like thing in my head that he needs to vanish from WWE. He needs to vanish from WWE and show up at ROH Final Battle. <laughs> and you know what? You want him over with the with the smart fan base? They're going to cheer him until the cows come home. Yeah. If WWE was smart and they would use Ring of Honor, farm him out like they used to do with Al Snow and those guys with ECW. Get him over and then send him back. And then your vociferous 18 to 35 demographic, <laughs> Roman, Roman. We're not that smart, and Vince knows this. Like, just do something new if you're going to really pick him to be your next John Cena. Yeah. He may not be ready for WrestleMania in 2017, but by 2018, there's your boy. Two things. First, you are the first person to ever use the word vociferous on the Matt Madness podcast. I have a master's degree in stuff, bro. (laughs) I got to put you over for that. The other thing is, you mentioned his ring gear, his look. The shield breaks up. Seth Rollins goes with the authority. He comes out with new ring gear. Dean Ambrose eventually comes out in the wife beater awful. jeans. Terrible. It's awful, but it, it's different. It's also why he's been treading water, too. Yeah. I'm telling you. But Roman comes out with the shield music, wearing the shield gear. It's like he got kind of stuck behind when the other two guys went their separate ways. And I he's just kind of, of stuck in the past. I never thought or of that. Or did he get stuck? He was the one... He was the biggest star of the Shield during that run. He was, but he I, got the hot tag. To Rollins me, was jumping <laughs> off the Titan Tron or whatever, yeah. but he got the- another similarity between Reigns and Cena. That hopefully we can change the subject. Yeah, John <laughs> Cena got over wearing Mitchell and S jerseys, cutting these borderline inappropriate raps. They were inappropriate, and they were awesome. <laughs> and WWE said, "Ooh, let's make him a face," yeah. and he sapped out all of his edge. Yeah. And can you give? Big Show, your famous move? Uh, what is that? Huh? <laughs> After he was cutting all those promos and, and doing all his raps, they saw how strong he was, too, and Vince saw that he could lift up a big guy and gave him the belt at Mania. The hell does that have to do with anything? He was getting the belt next anyway. You can see that coming. Yeah, yeah, next time. Don't cut me off. <laughs> Roman Reigns is in, the same, is in the same boat. He did when the fans over. And I remember, like, he really was, the fans were solidly behind him. Mm-hmm. But as soon as they get their little fingers into the ministrations of the character, it's the end of it. Just let it happen. And it's it's part of the problem with the TV product. Yeah, which they don't, they just don't allow it to happen. They they put these guys in a box and they can't come out. I That's hate right. when I can see a guy reading a promo. Oh, their eyes moving. Like when yeah. I can see the eyes Absolutely. moving or I can see he's looking like where he's not supposed Terrible. to be. It's Terrible. awful. It it's, drives me crazy. It, it's <laughs> it's a problem. It is a problem. It is. I actually want to go to, we have a listener question huh. from Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd, our resident European champion, one of the famed co-hosts. First, uh, it's the second time he's asking a question. Uh, and I don't know who wants to take it first. What is your favorite Triple H match? <laughs> I can do this one. Okay. December 27, 2003, Monday Night Raw. He had a five-star match with Shawn Michaels. Now, you're not going to give it five stars because the end was just schmaz. (laughs) Bischoff came in, but that match was another one that was saved on the DVR forever. Forever. He had his dancing boots on that night. (laughs) Yeah, until I moved, and then I had to get a new DVR. And I tried in vain to see if I could save it, and Comcast (laughs) would have let me. Stupid Comcast. Yeah, they're, they're, they're the worst. 
about you? My favorite Triple H match. Do you have one? For the I do. Okay. I do. And he's had plenty of good matches, absolutely, that I have enjoyed. My favorite match is him and Stone Cold against Jericho and Benoit. Mm, you have mentioned that before. Yeah. Was that a Raw match? Um, May 23rd, 2001, yeah. San Jose. It was and when he tore, <laughs> tore both quads, but then still took... He tore one quad. The, uh, <laughs> Vince tore Vince both. Tore both. Yes. Yeah. And then yelled at Batista and Cena for going over the Which top for uh, And he was sitting there with his legs up. That was really funny. He was not in the power position. He was looking up. That's a great match, a good a good favorite match to have. And again, especially when you think about the pain he must have been in to take yeah. the walls. Ah. Oh. And the match leading up to it, do you remember anything about it significantly, or do you just remember like the famous part where he got hurt? I I've watched the match within the last year. The and, hold up? Uh, yeah, yeah, it does. Wow. There's a lot of emotion. There's a lot of back and forth. It's a hot crowd. It's a great match. I need to check that out. Ron, do you think we've stalled enough for you to think about in the Rolodex of your mind? Well, my favorite match Favorite is? Hunter match. So mine, I may get a little heat for this, but mine is we've talked a lot about, like, feeling. The ladder match with The Rock at SummerSlam 98. And it may not even be so much about the match. Now, that would, that Intercontinental feud was built for a long time. The Nation and DX against each other all that time. And you would, would have some personal memories of this. Living down the shore in Seattle City that summer. Went away to school in Williamsport, PA, so I was, you know, four or five hours away from all my friends. It was the first pay-per-view when I was away at school, and watching that match, like, I remember not, like, the first time not feeling homesick. It was almost like... That's an I was awesome with story. Friends. I totally love, I love <laughs> that story. So, and, and I'll always, anytime I watch that, like, I have that feeling of, like... I was with my friends every day for three months, and now I'm not with them. And three weeks later, I'm watching this match, and I'm like, this is the first time I don't feel homesick. And it was... I also like the, the SummerSlam match with Michaels, but that's probably more because of Michaels yeah. coming back than yep. anything else. Um, but we veered a little bit towards Triple H. This is, there's been some uh, conflict between <laughs> you and one of our co-hosts about Triple H. And I have conflict with and Paul yes, also. Yes. Conflict with Paul as well on Triple H. So I am, I like Triple H, and I'm a fan of a lot of what he's doing behind the scenes now. Um, I'm not a huge Triple H fan as far as the wrestler or whatever, but I give him a lot of credit. He was relevant for a long time. So I know people on the show have heard a little bit from you. I want to get Paul's take on Triple H before we, we turn it over to you. I think that Triple H is the Arnold Schwarzenegger of pro wrestling. <laughs> I think he's done everything great that can be done. And if you think about it, Arnold Schwarzenegger is synonymous with the entire culture of physical fitness. All right? So he had the greatest body in the world at one time, was married to a gorgeous, hot, beautiful chick. He had political power. He had fame. He had money. Arnold had everything that any guy has ever wanted. <laughs> okay? Triple H has done the same thing. When you think about it as a child, what kind of pro wrestler you want to be, it's going to be like one of two things. It's going to be the suave, debonair, nature boy type, which Triple H did in Evolution. He came out in the suits and the long hair and the sunglasses. And then he was like, oh, I'm a big guy. I want to be an ass kicker. Came out in leather jackets with the wet hair and the jacked up physique. All right. So he's done every like image that you've done with your WWF pillow buddies as a child. Okay. <laughs> I think that when Triple H puts his dancing shoes on, he can work his face off. He is a very good in-ring wrestler. Now, I think that a lot of the the resentment towards him is holdover from like that 2003 to like 2000 like five-ish point where you know there was evolution and he was constantly going over. You know, he undercut Eugene and that whole storyline and things like that. I get it, but has there ever been a Booker who didn't put themselves over to the nth degree? I mean, hello, Dusty Rhodes gets all this credit. Yeah, because he, he had the book in Florida for all those years. I, I don't know. He's one of Vince's disciples, so you can see Vince's handprints in, in some of his things. I've got no problem with Triple H. Um, yeah, he put himself over quite a bit, sure, but you would have too. Um, I think the only big problem I had with the Triple H going over thing and the internet wrestling community who <laughs> drive me up a wall to begin with um, 
when he beat Booker at WrestleMania, I kind of felt that, um, you know, there's a term in wrestling, you know, you got to show your ass. And he never did that. So my feeling was, he's so dominant in the, in the lead-in, Booker's going to squash him. When Booker didn't win, I kind of felt a little, uh, yeesh. Um, there were some racial overtones mm-hmm. in that build-up, and it was kind of like, how are they going to pay this off? And they needed to show Booker as, you know, the, the vilified, you know, minority yeah. getting his comeuppance, and he didn't. Beyond that, who cares? The dude has great hair, <laughs> the best theme song ever. Like, <laughs> his theme song came on my iPod today. I was squatting. Oh, wow. The weights seem to go up a lot easier when, when you just imagine yourself doing the spritz. There's not a person listening that hasn't, when nobody's looking, done the spritz, whether it's in the pool, in the shower, or something. You've all done it. And you all envy him. And like Arnold, he's married to a gorgeous girl, has lots of power and money. I thought that when we saw the resurgence of tag team wrestling over the last few years, that was his um, handprints. He, he said that he loves, you know, uh, tag team wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got no problem with them. Anything that's residual, people need to get over themselves. He's going to come back for <laughs> WrestleMania. He's going to get his payday, and then he's going to lie dormant for a year. So what? It's a fringe benefit of, of marrying the boss's daughter <laughs> and being a good politician. You're just jealous because you didn't think of it before he did. <laughs> Forgot to mention that WrestleMania, he's going to have the biggest entrance. He will. Always does. My, my opinion of Triple H, Triple H is his own biggest fan. I love the comment you make about everybody with the book kind of does that for themselves in the past, and, there, and there's proof of it. His second biggest fan is Stephanie. His third biggest fan is Vince. <laughs> so he won over the most important people. It's, a, it's the best demographic to win. I think we don't have to look much farther. Further. <laughs> Farther's distance. Yeah, much further than the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. He put himself over to be the champ because he thought... He could put over Reigns. Vince, you want him to be your guy. Everybody's doing everybody's booing him. Let me. Let me win him over. Let me put him over. No, that's not what happened. He started doing suck it. And and getting and and getting applauds. I was so excited when he won the belt. <laughs> Everybody was upset at the rumble. I was like, this is great. <laughs> And I do think that he rubs the nose in it, but he's got the dominant position. This is a perfect opportunity to have a rematch with Brock Lesnar. The Lesnar Reigns match was pretty good. Crazy would have to put him over. (laughs) (laughs) It's in Lesnar's contract. He he ain't losing anybody. Oh, oh, but Triple H. That's his that's his last loss. Uh, Triple H had no business beating Sting. I was never a big fan of Sting, okay? It was so cool to see him in a WWE ring. It was so cool to see him at WrestleMania to get an entrance. I felt I felt good for the guy. Mm-hmm. I, I felt happy for yep. him. It was an overbooked cluster of a match. <laughs> but that's what it was supposed to be. It was looking back, a match. Looking back. I wanted a one-on-one match and sting to go over. Well, wait a minute. We, wait a minute. We found out a month, a couple months later, unfortunately, by the way it happened, that Sting would have probably been in no shape to have that match. That whole neck injury thing that he had with Seth Rollins, I don't think that happened in one fell swoop. That was an accumulation of moves, and it was discovered after the buckle bomb. He had spinal stenosis. He couldn't have given you this match that you want. Could they have done something different? Could they have had a classic American-style pro wrestling match? Sure. But come on, dude. You had the NWO and DX <laughs> doing battle. This is Nash like, didn't have his, his he knee. He didn't have his knee brace. I know. I, I watched the interview, too, laugh on the network for $9.99 a month. But come on. We we did we, we probably won more of that match, and it turned into, you know, a 90s nostalgia bump for, you know, th- that didn't warm your cockles a little bit? No. I love your analogy to Arnold. That was very well done. Mm-hmm. Arnold is the greatest human being to ever live. <laughs> Bar none. <laughs> Except for the whole housekeeper thing. <laughs> but beyond that, not too bad. No. And Triple H is the Arnold of wrestling. He's done it all. Every kind of gimmick, every kind of style, every kind of... Match, interview, 
The dude changes his facial hair. He had that awesome Harley Race thing going yeah. for a couple of years. Like, talk about reinvention. He wants, <laughs> he wants to be the Undertaker. He wants to do what the Undertaker was able to accomplish at WrestleMania. He has one match a year. He goes away. He puts on a great match. He comes back. We, I look forward to the Undertaker match. Triple H wants to be that. He wants to be Brock Lesnar. So what's wrong with that? He's not the Undertaker. He inserts himself into the main event. I've talked to Ron, mm-hmm. Aaron, Eric, and Joey about this for weeks. The main event on Raw right now is when Triple H is going to come back and beat up Seth That's Rollins. That's fine with me. I'd, I'd rather watch him in the main event Who's than, working harder, than Triple H, freaking Zane. Who's working harder right now, Triple H or... Jericho, who the two of you Triple had a love fest at for. at 12.30 at night, dude. <laughs> and that's H. wonderful. Who's working harder right now? Jericho and Owens or Triple H? Jericho? You want to talk about Jericho? Own, own biggest fan? Jericho goes on his podcast and writes, writes in his book about how he gets drunk off of Grey Goose and acts like a like an idiot mm-hmm. and thinks that it's cool because getting drunk and being mean to people is a cool thing to do. You want to talk about biggest fan? Jericho's worried about his podcast and his band and his iTunes hits and his DDP yoga. That is it. So if you're going to cast aspersions about guilt, Jericho's just as guilty as Triple H. It just so happens Triple H has a higher position than him in the industry. Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho are working very hard right now with that title. In my opinion, I think they are. Which is wrong, but go ahead. (laughs) But the main event storyline right now is Paul, Stephanie, and Seth. And Seth is playing that tweener role right now too. It's every I always go back to everything. Seth is a tweener, he's a face. Everything well let him they're be just, a face. They're not booking him. Let right. him be a face. It's gonna be Seth and Triple H at Mania. Are you okay with that? We'll talk about that later. <laughs> Ron, can you I can't even. Well I, I think this is this isn't even this so guy. much about Triple H, but I, I think one of the big issues with the Triple H looming over everything is that it's it's kind of stuck Seth Rollins in one place. Like, because he doesn't have a character right now, really. No. Like, he's the third guy in this Kevin Owens championship story. It's about Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho, and Seth Rollins just happens to be the opponent. It's not really about Seth, because um, Seth is waiting for Triple H to come back. So I don't think a title needs to be involved in that storyline, then. It's a grudge match. You don't need the championship. Let Kevin elevate. He's the, hopefully they keep the strap on him. Championship <laughs> until Devitt comes back. I, I mean, I'm sorry, Finn Balor. I was not trying to sound like a, a, a internet. I really wasn't. Um, yeah, let him wear it, get a good long reign in, and then have have that feud. Um, I, I know it's like a placeholder thing since he got hurt at, at right. SummerSlam, but you don't need that that championship aspect of it. Balor, Balor's going to win the Rumble. He's not going to be back in time. He's going to win the Rumble. He's not going to be back in time. He's going to come in at 30. I'll bet I'll you two mortgage two payments if this does not happen. <laughs> got a lot of mortgage payments getting Write this down. There's a lot of money on the line here. <laughs> a lot of mortgage payments getting bandied about. I could about. use somebody to pay my We mortgage. could talk about Triple H forever. Yeah. He's polarizing. He's an interesting topic. Yes, he I, I, if One more comment, mm-hmm. if I may. I, I've brought up Punk. I've brought up uh, Daniel Bryan. I love that H put him over in that match. The Mania 30? And that's a very good match. That's what really was there. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. With the, weren't they Bruiser Brody boots? <laughs> they were. Yes. So, I think about it a lot. If Punk didn't quit, the, the storyline was H and Punk. Mm-hmm. What would have happened in that match? Don't answer. <laughs> I don't think we need to. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe they would have done something different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll never know. Maybe uh, the NWO would have came out. Perhaps. <laughs> well, transitioning out of Triple H, <laughs> one of his babies right now, and this is one of the things I respect most about Triple H, how much he loves the pro wrestling business, how much he wants to try to stay true to like the roots of it and try to bring it into like the next generation of wrestling. He introduced the Cruiserweight Classic. This was something that he wanted to do. He brought in guys from all over the globe. Now they're on Raw. I love the Cruiserweight Classic itself. I've had some stops and starts with how I feel about how they're presenting it on Raw. 
this is something you mentioned to me that you you don't like it as much as a lot of the other fans seem to. So what is it about the cruiserweight division? First of all, did you enjoy the cruiserweight classic? No. You didn't enjoy the classic. I still can't believe Brian Kendrick did the burning hammer and, <laughs> and got away with it. He probably got yelled at backstage. <laughs> but the idea of a cruiserweight title, I think everybody on the show should want to win the main title. The cruiserweight title is not the main title. I don't get excited about it. We've talked about moves over two shows now. Do I enjoy some of their moves? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, anytime I could see a shooting star press, which goes back to sharing tapes and my cousin showing me a Super J Cup with Hayabusa and Jushin Thunder Lager and the exchange in the beginning with Hayabusa's coat on leading to a shooting star press. I, I mentioned briefly that I love watching through the fuzz Mark Marrow do a shooting <laughs> star press. I think it was gold dust. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I'm I'm not a fan of the the title, the cruiserweight title. They should want to right now beat Kevin Owens. Uh, I loved when uh, Jeff Jarrett, uh, Je excuse me, Jeff Jarrett, I hate Jeff Your Jarrett. Your favorite. <laughs> I loved when uh, Jeff Hardy, when he was coming up, and they let him wrestle H. I give H some credit mm -hmm. there. I, I enjoyed some of that stuff. One of the little guys was going up. Um, I liked when they gave Rey Mysterio the belt as an ode to Eddie, but I, I enjoyed when Mysterio had the belt. He wasn't booked. Well, Vince never wanted him to have that title. <laughs> and but then they, he paid Vicky for years. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, um, I, I do not like what they're doing with the cruiserweights. I thought where you were going with the question, too. Uh, right now, I don't like what they're doing with NXT. Mm. Uh, the product that you learned to love, Vince brought all up, Paul brought all the way Paul's yeah. guys. Mm -hmm. I think uh, Taz talked about it on his podcast. Mm -hmm. They had a great opportunity when H helped Kevin Owens to have an NXT I don't want to use the word invasion because it was poorly booked. <laughs> but to have an NXT angle. You stole all of my good guys. I wanted Owens to win the title. I'll show you how good we really are. Yeah, that's actually where I thought it was ultimately going. Um so you're almost looking at the cruiserweights as like the cruiserweight title is just a thing for some guys to do on the show because we don't have anything else for them almost. They're never going to be champion. Right. Well, what if it's a stepping stone? Because you, in 1997, you wouldn't have thought Mysterio or Guerrero would have been world champion or Benoit, and they were all uh, earmarked for a cruiserweight division type thing, Jericho. Did any of them hold the, the lightweight championship that Vince introduced? That Vince introduced? No. I think Malenko had it. Malenko. Mal but didn't Mal Matt Hardy have it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Broken Matt? That's another. <laughs> Gee whiz. <laughs> well, you mentioned NXT, and like you said, NXT, what I fell in love with two years ago, that's not what NXT is anymore. Nope. It's not. And NXT, a lot of weeks, I watch it, and I'm like, well, nothing, nothing happened. Um... I think if some of the NXT wrestlers walked in right now, and I would like to hear Paul's mm -hmm. opinion on the cruiserweights as well, mm -hmm. but if someone from NXT walked in right now, I would have no idea. Yeah. They'd be bigger than me and you. Yeah. But I would have no idea if they walked in, and I don't like that. Mm -hmm. Same here. So, Paul, your thoughts on the cruiserweight I classic and the cruiserweight division? I really like the cruiserweight classic. Um, again, I, I endeavor to, like find as much wrestling as I possibly can and you know um, so to see like some Akira Tozawa um, who I'd only read about I don't watch Dragon Gate um, I've been following Ibushi for a few years so mm -hmm. I was so excited to see how I'd be presented under the uh, WWE lens you know TJ Perkins I've been watching for years um, you know he was right. doing the whole TNA suicide mm -hmm. manic gimmick um, I was oddly excited for Jack Gallagher <laughs> you know um, I see your point I think if we really get, want to get philosophical and be detail-oriented, which we should be mm -hmm. um, if we're booking pro wrestling, um, you have a point. But wrestling evolves. Eddie Guerrero evolves from a cruiserweight. Um, you know, you, you spoke about your love of Benoit. You know, Wild Pegasus was a junior heavyweight in New Japan who evolved into the heavyweight 
you know, Chris Benoit. So I think that it's something temporary. Um, yeah, I think it's okay. It's viable. Um, I think that every, you know, they say, if you're not in this to win the big one, you shouldn't be in it. Um, and yet, you know, they're still establishing, establishing the division. Maybe down the line they do a, you know, uh, a cruiserweight competitor against a heavyweight competitor, a cruiserweight competitor against a universal champion. And hopefully that'll elevate the whole aspect of cruiserweight um, perspectives. But they're trying to appeal to you. They're trying to get <laughs> Mr. Moveset, Mr. I'm a Mark, five, you know, five star. They're trying to, and you're nitpicking it. I'm not saying they got the best cruiserweights possible. There's a couple guys on there, yeesh. I'm wondering how this guy got signed and that guy didn't. But um, applaud their effort, would you? How about this idea? Go for it. We just talked about how Vince saw money in the NXT guys. What if, and now the current group of NXT guys, if they walked in right now, I wouldn't know them. What if Vince and Paul put those cruiserweights in NXT and they went for the NXT title? Well, I would be cool with that. That goes to our And you flawed. would say, hey, did you see some of those moves that were on NXT? No, but I'll go back and watch it. That goes to the flawed business concept of what NXT has devolved into being. It was supposed to be an evolutionary kind of thing, and it's devolved. So them going for the NXT title would totally devalue the NXT title, and I don't think your boy Paul would be having any of that. <laughs> that's why I think that that's happening the way it is. Yeah, the one real issue I have with the cruiserweights is... They changed the ring. They, they changed to the purple. Yeah, ropes. they changed the turnbuckles. The Nobody's turnbuckles. talking. The WW is purple. Mm -hmm. Good for them. They put the cruiserweight, you know, on the LED board. They make it look like okay, you're on Raw, but you're still your own like little thing on Raw. I think that'll they go need, away. Yeah, they need to be integrated into I, the overall roster. In, in due time, give it six to eight months. This this these kinds of things never stick. And Vince changes his mind based on like what he had for breakfast. True. None of this is going to stick. I see your point. I do see your point. It's but. it's JV. Mm -hmm. I, I totally get that. But the ropes and the color it matches your shirt. <laughs> the greatest shirt yeah, ever. The greatest shirt I've ever seen. Those, um, and I'm wearing a pre swing shirt today. <laughs> Guys doing the ring must hate they the do. I, I, so I, I've heard that from live events, you can see the disdain as they're taking it over. <laughs> All sweaty. Just the disgruntled workforce out there. I, I, I let you pop through the workers oh, fixing the ring. Yeah, man. WWE ring crew, hats off to you. You delved a little bit into the flawed NXT business model. This is something I really wanted to hear you talk more about because I know you have an issue with it. It's probably some similar things that I've said about it, but. What are your thoughts on the NXT model? It's no longer truly a developmental. It's not, and, and it's a shame. Um, I, I can't take credit for the analogy. Dave Meltzer has been saying this for months, and it's the truth. If you are a playoff contending baseball team, and you're going for the playoffs, and you've got playoffs. a neat... Playoffs? That's a Philly joke. Our international listeners wouldn't get that joke. Um, if you're building your squad for a playoff run, and... You've got your best AAA prospect hitting 400. Why aren't you going to bring him up? Are you going to leave him down there because the AAA squad is going for the AAA championship? Mm -hmm. You get an extra hot dog and, and soda down. and You need to bring those people up. Half of that roster has no business being termed developmental. Hideo Tommy just got dropped on his head by some greenhorn. Okay, so he's out of action. Hideo Tommy should have been up from the get-go. This poor guy spent two years getting surgeries, and he's 36 years old with a lot of mileage on his body, and now he's out for another indeterminate amount of months. Mm -hmm. Shinsuke Nakamura, Brian Danielson called him the best wrestler in the world like three years ago. If you've seen his work, you know. What are they going to teach him down there? How to sell towards camera A? Austin Aries, my boy. <laughs> who, what is he possibly going to learn from wrestling Riddick friggin' Moss in front of 400 people in Port St. Lucie where we went for spring training for New College. Samoa Joe was wrestling William Regal 15 years ago. Why are these guys down there? Okay? You don't have the... They are keeping their true money makers because I believe they could draw with some of these guys. In this cyclical kind of hamster wheel, and it's it's not changing, and I'm kind of getting nervous. Well, again, why why is 
why is Samoa Joe main eventing for 400 people? The organic piece, because Vince wants to see Braun Strowman against the Big Show and Big Cass. If you market them correctly. Listen, you want a fantasy book so badly. <laughs> you want to put the pop on everybody and the shine on some of the NXT people. You have Samoa Joe come through the crowd and muscle bust Brock Lesnar. Because guess what? He's the only guy on either of those two rosters that you will viably buy as a contender for Brock Lesnar. And then, in my fantasy booking realm, you actually have those two team up, Brock and Samoa Joe. That's another conversation for a different day. <laughs> it's a very flawed business model. They're holding their own talent back to appeal to some segment of their fan base that is so minuscule. Granted, that that is the fan base that, that, that buys tickets and, and buys their network and stuff, but it's kind of like they're cutting their nose off to spite their face. I've got to watch Apollo Crews again on Raw when there are people who ooze charisma. Shinsuke Nakamura is down in NXT, it, and I don't have time on Wednesday night to watch NXT. I'm missing a lot of these guys. I, I just don't have the time. There'd be a lot less fast-forwarding on the DVR on Monday Night Raw if those guys were up. Yeah. <laughs> And again, like I said last show, the WWE will never be a work rate promotion. But they could kind of market themselves a little bit differently. And again, they're coloring too too much in the lines. Uh, and I'm sure that if I were to say this to Paul Levesque, the businessman, and see whatever O that he is, yeah. he would tell me all his rationale. But as a wrestling fan, I'm feeling kind of slighted. And I'm nervous for these guys. Are they going to be able to get up and produce? Or are they going to be too injured? Or are they going to be labeled as, you know, can't work or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't right. get it. And why did AJ walk right over the main roster? Yeah. Because any of those guys could have done it too. It boggles my mind how, uh, what their thought process is. Yeah, I don't know how they make that decision. And I, one, of the, one of the real issues I've had is, again, the product I fell in love with when you had Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Sasha Banks, Charlotte, Becky Lynch, Bailey, who just came up. Uh, I'm trying to think of everybody else. Who was it? Tyler Breeze. These were all characters that were developmental to me. A lot is developing your persona, your character, to get over. A lot of the now, some of it is learning how to work in the ring. But for the most part, if you're on NXT every week, you can work fairly well. For the most part, at least you could two years ago. I think them bringing in all these established performers, they don't have to invest as much in developing new characters. It's like, oh, we have Shinsuke Nakamura Mm -hmm. to main event. We have Samoa Joe to main event. Uh, we have Austin Aries. These are all established guys that people know from other promotions. They don't have to invest the time in developing new stars down there. It should be easier for the company as a whole. You know, I look at the arena reports, and they have two touring brands, and sometimes in front of crowds of 250 people, you'll see Patrick Clark from Tough Enough. Yes, this mm-hmm. is perfect for Patrick Clark. Leave him down there for two years. They couldn't wait. Do you to- like his Prince gimmick, by the way? I, ha- I haven't seen it. I don't have time. Um, you know, they were so eager to cut ZZ from his $250,000 contract. Why not? He's 19. Let the guy sit in developmental where he's supposed to be yeah. for like three years. That's the guy who should be in there for three years. Not all these other really good... Sami Zayn was down there forever. He comes up on his first match on Raw. He blows his shoulder out. Yeah. Like, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> that poor guy. And I felt all the form. Um, you know... They, they spent all the time they put the, the NXT championship on Neville. That guy, that poor fella, yeah. is up here now, and it's like they want to give him a Mighty Mouse gimmick. Right. I, I, I get the feeling when he comes out and he has the cape, I get the feeling that he's so uncomfortable, he can't wait to get that, that, that cape off. <laughs> he doesn't like take it off as part of the show. It's like, get this off of me. Yeah. I just want to go and work. Mm-hmm. I like him. I, I do, too. But look what they've done. Look at the taste that he leaves in your mouth because of the, the way they present him. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, he's in that 10-man tag match at Survivor Series. <laughs> Get him a payday, man. Do you think that's why they teamed him and Sammy back up? Oh, absolutely. It's just an excuse to get them on TV. And those guys shouldn't be having excuses made for them. They're good wrestlers, workers. They should be on there. You know, Titus O'Neil, he's a guy you got to make an excuse to get him on television. Yeah. <laughs> and I think you could do stuff with him, too. It's, yeah. Uh, NXT really is, um, it's a, to me as a wrestling fan, it's a problem. To a business person, again, I, I'm sure that I would lose the battle. Yeah, but no, I, I see your point. And the product is not as good now as it was a couple I haven't ago. watched. What, what, what do you see now on a Wednesday night that, you know? Nothing. When, I, when we talk good about answer. it. Yeah, when we talk about it on this show now, 
typically what I'll do is I'll run down the topics, let everybody else kind of have their say. I'll throw in my two cents. When we talk about NXT, it's me literally saying, okay, these are a few things that happened, and there's no discussion about it because there's nothing of significance that happened. Well, and, it's, and the title is totally patterned. Um, I believe that Samoa Joe is just signed for a rematch for the title in Toronto. Um, so... If he doesn't get it, I'll be like, yes, because maybe he'll get brought on. Mm -hmm. And if he gets it, I'm going to be like, whatever. Um, and either way, Bobby Roode's going to be the one to get it within yeah. the next two or three. So you can see right. it's coming a mile away. Um, and I am not the least bit compelled to watch that. And I feel really bad for these guys. Austin Aries, Austin Aries in, in, in you know, he should be the crown jewel of the Cruiserweight division. He should be the one around whom they're building it. You know, they want somebody to be a ring general. He can work his face off around anybody they've got, and he's an NXT. And he'll never be in the cruiserweight division. I don't like. I don't foresee that ever happening at all. You don't see that happening. I th I think that they have so it's another problem with the cruiserweights. I think they look at him as he's above the cruiserweights, so he'll never be with them. Yeah, That's I, what I it's it, it's definitely flawed. But they don't look at these guys as. I don't think as individuals like we are. I think they do look at them as cogs in the machine, and they are a business first and foremost. So it's kind of, it depends on how you look at it. We do get a little too emotional. I'm sweating over here like a stuck pig yeah. because <laughs> you got me so so worked up. Yeah. So we're we're down to our last few minutes here. Time really got away this time. Uh, do you think you could fantasy book mania? I think I could. Okay. I, I, I could here. give you a few matches. The human brain's only supposed to remember five things. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I already gave you The Rock and, and Brock. I think that John Cena will wrestle The Undertaker. Wait, wait time out. You think this is actually going to happen? Yes. Have you heard recent reports on Undertaker? Yes. You weren't mm. walking on crutches? No. Yeah. There are a couple of pictures surfaced of him on. There's the, the the Andre crutches. He's supposedly not in good shape. I'm just telling you what I read. It's mm -hmm. on the internet. Must be true. Yeah, I saw Go a ahead. couple pictures. Did you see the pictures? Mm -hmm. Is he on the braced crutches? They're like the handle crutches. I feel like I, they might have had like the little brace. Wow. On. There's another picture. That's somebody. No you can see the crutches like in the car behind them. Keep going with your fantasy book, mm -hmm. book in there, Hoss. <laughs> I do not think his match with Shane was his last match. He took his gloves off. I, I do not. I do not think that was his last match. I think he wants to put Cena over. Did you talk to him? Did you call him Mark mm -hmm. like he called Triple H Paul? <laughs> hey, Mark. It was not Mark's last match. <laughs> I called Paul E on the phone. <laughs> Your piece of work. I think we will see Triple H and Seth. Mm -hmm. I do think we will get that. I think we are going to see AJ defending the title. You think he holds it till then? I do. Against whom? Who's he defending? Nakamura. Hmm. Have you seen any of their New Japan matches? I just saw one of them. I didn't I saw, see I've enough. Seen one. It was the um, last one. The, the, so it was the Tokyo Dome show this year. Uh, it was an incredible match. Yeah. I sound like such a know-it-all. Was that the <laughs> beginning of the year? January fourth. The 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 New That's Japan still the match of the year, right? So far, yeah, it was a pretty darn good match. Um, you know, uh, and they it's funny because they both gave their notice before they went to the ring, mm -hmm. and then uh, <laughs> Doc and uh, Carl gave their notice too <laughs> on the way to the ring. So, yeah, they all had that match January fourth um, at the Tokyo Dome, but huh. that was a really good match. I'd like to see that on a WrestleMania stage. Sure, that'd be awesome. And I don't know what they're going to do with the Universal title. So I'm giving you four matches and, and that's all. Is Balor going to be back before then? I said that he, earlier in the show. Yeah, Thank he'll you. He'll be back by May. Uh, no, you said Rumble. He's going to win the Rumble. No, he's not. For his match to get his belt back. But that would make Owens and AJ keep the belts the whole time. And that's not going to happen. But for the sake of our discussion, mm -hmm. I, I will give you Balor Owens. Okay, again, and I'm not a fantasy booking <laughs> fan, and I get sucked into this hook, line, done, and sinker. He's done it four times. <laughs> it's great how steadfast but I you am. You can speak it. things into existence. If, uh, let's say Balor comes back between the Rumble and Mania, um, I've always loved, and I don't do it anymore, um, the rainy day booking concept of that February-March show used to be the Elimination Chamber. Mm-hmm. 
if they could somehow sneak, you know, whoever the Rumble winner is, and then Balor comes back, and you okay. know, it's my belt, and somehow he could win it back that way. Um, that'd be pretty neat. I always love the Elimination Chamber. You know, they used it as the whoever won the Rumble, the other brain got the, the six competitors in, in the Elimination Chamber. I thought that was great rainy day booking. Um, who knows? We'll see. <laughs> I, I'll give you one more. Okay. I think two of your favorites from the old NXT. I, uh-huh. I, I think Cass and Enzo will get the title at Mania. Will the New Day still have it? No. They're going to beat De- Demolition, mm-hmm. and then they'll lose to somebody. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. I never thought they'd get there, but the fact that they're bringing up Demolition, they would have never brought up Demolition if they weren't going to have them beat that record. Right. I think the WrestleMania story will be Cass and Enzo getting the title. They never had the belt at NXT. Mm-hmm. I... And and the hot tag to Cass is a good WrestleMania story mm-hmm. to tell. Yeah, it is. It is a great hot tag. Um, looks like we're out of time. That hour breeze by. I look forward to having you guys back in here again. Hopefully we do this on maybe a semi-regular basis if you're interested. Yeah, Ron, thanks for having us. Yeah. And, and, Paul, thanks for coming. Yeah, it, was a, awesome. it was a pleasure having both of you. I look forward to working with you again in the future. For Paul Carboni. For Joe Lafferty, I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next time. They talking all of they talking all of they hop up the top rope by the land with the elbow. Got them now, put them down right now, hit them with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my boss. Shut the mission, man. It ain't safe to land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.